in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm I have watched an Adam Sandler film. On the Netflix. From what I understand, and again, like they don't they don't release the actual numbers or anything. They just tell you when it does mm-hmm. well, which is a you know pejorative term at best. Like you can understand what what does well mean, what is what does yeah. big mean, what does huge mean. Um, but I think somebody had correlated it, saying that like if this movie had opened in theaters this weekend, according to the viewership. This movie would have launched to like one hundred and twenty three million dollars. Like, again, they they don't they don't give up any more figures than that. But basically just saying like this is a this was a huge, huge drop for Netflix right here. And in this case, I believe it. Unlike the other times when they said this Adam Sandler. movie, No, no. This movie is profoundly different from the other Adam Sandler properties well, in order to, on Netflix. In order to get Jennifer Aniston to be in it, I'm sure like she was just like, what, so David Spade's just going to show up and do a stupid <laughs> accent? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that, Adam. Now, I did not see any of Adam Sandler's usual suspect friends, all Which, of whom we like, but I didn't see it wasn't. This time it's a Western and it's all his friends. And this time it's a sci-fi and it's all his friends. I, I know that I dump on Sandler pretty much endlessly. But there was a point in time where I was an Adam Sandler. Like, when he was on Saturday Night Live, I, I watched Saturday Night Live then. I liked, you know, Canteen Boy. I liked when he did, like, Lunch Lady Land. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, his his CDs, like, that he had done. I, I, I listened to those. I thought that, like... I watched Happy Gilmore opening weekend. Like, wow. And that, that is a movie that like, I mean, with, with hindsight, like is a bit more popular, found a new life on like video and, and things of that nature. But like, I was an Adam Sandler fan before, like he was making 20 million a picture before, like Sony was letting him do whatever he wanted to. So like, I can, I can understand why it's just at a certain point. I want to say it was somewhere around, Maybe longest yard. I was just. I think that's the last. Which is movie. a really great Burt Reynolds film. I think that's the last of his films. Like I just had a passing interest in, and like somewhere after that, I was just like, I don't. I, like what was that? Two thousand five. I want to say maybe two thousand. I don't even know. That's but the I last of them. Yeah. Okay, as as my husband said, it's a look. Jennifer Aniston, and Adam Sandler got to take a great vacation and make this movie. So <laughs> because that's. I yes. think that's the premise that's of, part of every. It. He figures out like much like Clooney in the Ocean's movies. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, Stephen, where do we where do we want to go this time?" And he's like, "Well, how's France?" And he's like, "Ah, mm. I don't know. Um, what's Let's uh, just stay in Italy? Do we can we can we do that? Is that better?" And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, 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 sure, yeah, yeah, yeah." So here's the deal, and this it really does well on every aspect that it's supposed to do well on. Other than the fact his all his usual buds aren't there, you have Adam Sandler is a police officer 
who has taken the detective test three times, but he keeps failing. But he told his wife the last time that he passed because he's tired of telling her that he fails. His wife is a hairdresser, and she likes to read um, murder mysteries. Please tell me that she is not played by Adam Sandler. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston oh. is his wife. So already, you know, that's unrealistic. But um, you know what? In in these, like, I think he, <laughs> he landed Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to say Courtney Cox was like, in, oh, oh, in um, uh, Longest Yard. I'm just saying, like, pretty much any any Hollywood starlet that was of any notoriety whenever the films were made. I, I don't think any. Listen, like Shia LaBeouf was dating Megan Fox in the first two Transformers movies. The most unrealistic thing about those movies. And mind you, this is a movie about cars that turn into robots and fight each other with swords is the fact that Megan Fox would ever want to date Shia LaBeouf. This is true. Okay, so here's the deal. This movie is very familiar because it is essentially a modern-day Agatha Christie, and they make no bones about it because the very last scene, they're on a train, pull back, it's the Orient Express. So in case you missed every single clue that this is Agatha Christie-esque, you get slapped in the face with it at the end. I, I don't want to throw too much shade. I don't think most of the people that tuned into this, I'm not saying none of them, because obviously you did. I'm going to go ahead and say Agatha Christie is not a pop culture pull oh. that most of them, or even like what the Orient Express is. <sighs> well, that's just stupid. Uh, listen, it's a stupid world it's, that we live it's in. It's okay? obvious. I mean, it is obvious. Now, Agatha Christie didn't write this, but it's obvious. It's an that that's Christie what they story were. It was a very because, much an homage. Yes. I mean, you've got this wealthy jerk and, you know, the lights go out and then he's dead. And then we think it's someone else, but then they're dead. And they, much like and then there were none. Everyone keeps dying. And you have the husband and wife, who are the only new people introduced into this situation. So obviously they're the suspects, because why why would they be there? Because they don't really know anybody. You know, you, you keep talking about this, and you keep mentioning, like, homages to Agatha Christie. I'm really surprised with the wealth of friends that Adam Sandler has that he hasn't tried to remake Clue <laughs> at some point, which itself is a comedy. I don't know if they would take that aspect away from it but like if this was as big a hit as netflix is telling us it's not like there's a bunch of like alien spaceships or like expensive special effects for clue and i guarantee you parker brothers is not doing anything with that ip right now they were just like hey hey um can we make a clue movie and they'll just be like can't be any worse than battleship sure (laughs) go ahead well what you have here is a very realistic couple in their interplay. Just how they talk to each other is something you're going to find very, very familiar. And that's nice because it's not pretentious. It's just regular people talking like regular people in as much as you and I would talk to our spouses. That's what I found realistic about it. The the girls talking in the hair salon. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. But it is essentially just the husband and wife, and they're going on this European vacation. <laughs> Look, kids, that's, Big Ben, Stonehenge. And uh, comedy ensues, and it 
it is entertaining. And I actually wanted to finish it because I couldn't watch it all at once. Adam Sandler movies, not produced or written or directed by like Dennis Dugan or like one of Adam Sandler's friends. People forget that like Sandler can actually act. Yeah, he really can. Like uh, the uh, Rain on Me, uh, what was it, Spanglish? A remote, um, remote Control, what's that that one with Christopher Walken? Oh, Click. Click, yeah. Um, let's see, what was the, there, there's one more that was, oh, um, oh, Punch Drunk Love. Which I hated. But anyway, but, I'm, but like, the acting, yes, acting. You're talking about just his his performance, like Sandler, like and those movies never do well, or certainly didn't do the kind of business that his his ones where like you know Kevin James would show up and get hit with like a boat oar or something. <laughs> like those those were money in the bank right there. So like I, I think he occasionally did those, but like I will attest to the fact that like Adam Sandler is capable of giving a performance with actual emotion and not stupid voices when he chooses to. Mm -hmm. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that when you say he's being a believable character, you he's done that. It's just probably not in a movie that you ever saw. Right. And Jennifer Aniston is being the Jennifer Aniston persona that you would recognize. Much like Rachel in Friends, she's she's smart and she's fun and she's happy. And that's really all about it. You know, it's just... It seems familiar to you. And the two of them together have a great chemistry and make a believable twosome as they go to solve these crazy murders. Well, they had previously been in uh, Just Go With It, mm -hmm. I believe was the name of the movie. It was maybe, I think, 2011, maybe 2010. Uh, the film itself is not remarkable. But I do remember when seeing it thinking that the two of them had a believable mm -hmm chemistry like to them and like to the to the same degree like in uh, 51st dates um yes the, the him and drew barrymore drew, drew barrymore which also would um wedding singer wedding singer yeah i'm just saying like there are certain actresses that he does have an inherent chemistry with and i'm not surprised at all that they went back to that well with jennifer anderson i'm wondering if they asked drew barrymore for <laughs> they were just no. like hey drew what are you doing and she's like this it's not going to be any of the, it's, there are no ooh, steamy sex scenes or anything like that. This is, okay, pure people get murdered. You can totally watch this with your kids because, like in an Agatha Christie, you didn't really know those characters anyway, so you're not invested, so it's fun. It's it's not it's not Inglorious Bastards. Like, Correct. They're not, they're, they're, there's nobody coming at them with like a, a bat or something like that. Like, usually, even, even in most of your Agatha Christie, like novels or movies, it's it's eluded what happened. Mm -hmm. Like you might see somebody laying on the floor and there's blood on the floor, but you usually don't see them like bludgeoned or stabbed or shot Correct. or whatever. Now, I, I can say that this is a movie that stands alone. However, it would be ever so simple to put those two characters on another adventure, which may even be Netflix's. Yes. Like I said, with the with the impending, you know, WB uh, app, Disney's app and all that, like. They're going to need all of like the intellectual properties that they own specifically mm -hmm. to like because they're not going to have that that deep, deep like well of shows and other things that, you know, uh, were on in the 90s or 80s or whatever. Like I want to say, what was the statistic? The office makes up for 7 percent of Netflix's usage. We watch it all the time. Like, so do we. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. like, my, my kids, no, like, I, I pointed out a Dunder Mifflin shirt, and, like, they immediately got it. Like, 
7% of Netflix, like again, I don't know what their numbers are, but like I know they're huge and 7% of that number has got to be astronomical. Where will the office go if it's not on Netflix? Who it's will? an NBC Universal like oh. property. So if Universal starts up, e either mm. either Universal doesn't and they let them get into a bidding war over the office, which they went in, or they start up their own app. And like, I, I mean, again, Universal's got a couple movies. Like, I don't know if you've heard of them, mm. you know, Jaws. So <laughs> you got uh, some TV shows. Netflix not only had great success with this Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie. They, I just can't believe they did that. A group pro protested the very delightful, perfectly made show, Good Omens, and Netflix said, we promise we're we not won't. ever going to make another episode of Good Omens now, if ever you're again. Now, if you're not in the know, the beautiful thing about this, the beautiful thing about it is Netflix did not produce Good, good Omens. Exactly. Which, by the way... Is worth watching several times. It's that good. Now, funny enough, uh, at Amazon Prime, who mm -hmm. did produce the show, said, "Well, we won't, we won't cancel that, but we will do everything we can to cancel Stranger Things." Which, they which is make. a, which is a Netflix. The if you're if you're on Twitter for like any amount of time, check out like the little thread they have going there. Basically, Amazon Prime and. Uh, Netflix have been having some fun at the expense of if you're if you're going to protest something. And I'm not saying that you can't have your own opinion. You can't protest something by all means. Um, do a little fact checking uh, before that. before you do it. Like there, there was uh, somebody was getting into me, getting into an argument with me uh, about like wholesomeness, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they were saying Disney just isn't as wholesome as they used to because the movie Ants uh, had uh, like a character use what they perceived as a swear. And I go, okay. And I just let them keep talking. Cause I like, I like people to dig themselves into holes and they just, they kept, you know, resending this point and all of the movies that they were mentioned, although cartoons were not Disney's. That was like DreamWorks produced the movie that you're talking about. Now a bug's life, which is very similar to ants. Disney did produce through Pixar. Uh, and, and like, they just kind of stopped in their, in their art, just thinking, going, oh, well, that, oh, there is my, that. My, my entire argument falls apart whenever you interject that uh, thought. You're listening to Bringer Cringe, brought to you by the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching on TV. Uh, I had a similar argument with my husband today. When I said, "Oh," that he wanted to cancel no. the show on I Netflix. I said, "Oh, okay. Nanny and the Professor." Her, you know. I first knew her as Nanny and the Professor, and now her name escapes me. She's 77 now. No, no. Nanny and the Professor. She's oh, okay. British. Not the Nanny. Okay, no, I got Nanny you. Nanny and the Professor was the name of the show. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, no, that's not her, Juliet Mills. I said, yes, it is. He goes, no, it. And yeah. I said, like I said, that's Juliet Mills. I, I do enjoy those. Whenever somebody does, like, decide they need to argue with me about... A pop culture is a mistake. Like I, I will even bring and I go. Are you sure you want to do this with me? Mm -hmm. Are you certain about this? Like, let's look at our track records. And usually at that point, they're just like, um, withdrawn. Especially like when uh, Mason, my my oldest, is very want to use the word bet, and like he. <laughs> 
He will like. I, I bet you he loses. Well, he he lost twenty bucks the other day, or he would have if if I would have followed. He, he was like, I bet you twenty bucks, and I go, let's make it interesting. Why don't we make it forty? And at that point, I think he knew that I was certain about what I was talking about, and he was like, well, uh, no, no, never mind. And I go, no, 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 no. You wanted to bet twenty dollars. I was like, we'll keep it at twenty. I, I'm not going to raise you. Let's let's see this. And I was like, Google. <clears throat> And I, I did oh it so God, that it would you speak. have turned into Jim. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like to put a little theatricality yes. to it. And what was it he bet you? What was? I, I don't even remember what oh. the point. It, it was it was a movie fact, and it was from oh. like the it was the eighties or nineties. And I'm just like, you don't. Yeah, why bother? It was like, sure. Why don't you get into a lightsaber duel with Darth Vader? That's a good idea. Why don't you ask me about a movie that came out in 1939 and go, oh, no, I think you're wrong. Or, like, if you're going <laughs> to argue about, I'm like, a, a stupid YouTube video, go ahead. sure, I'm probably going to back down. But, like, you're, that's basically my bread and butter. If, if you've ever listened to one episode of our other podcast, I know a thing or two. About movies. Don't, if you're going to involve money, it's, it's the little scene in Princess Bride. Like, mm-hmm. the, the biggest mistake, besides starting a land war in Asia, <laughs> oh, is arguing with me about movie trivia. <laughs> now, Inconceivable. I, I was told about this TV show by a co-worker, and I put it off and put it off and put it off. And now I started watching it, and um, yeah, I can't stop watching it. It has a few people you may recognize, like uh, Christina Hendricks, maybe Retta. I do, I do, I know yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she was in that there Firefly, uh, and and another little show called Mad Men, like that some people liked. I was gonna say Retta wasn't in that. No, no but Christina she was in Hendricks. Parks and Rec. Yeah, so. We've got some, and the third female lead is Mae Whitman, who uh, I I know her uncle Slim, but um, didn't really. I felt know like I'd been transported her. to Mayberry there for a moment. Oh, she was in Independence Day and Hope Floats. Oh, child actor, got it. Okay, anywho, so here's the deal: uh, Christina Hendricks and Mae Whitman, they are sisters, and Retta is their friend. They're all friends, and they're just you know regular people. With regular jobs, regular lives, you know, just regular people. Just good old folks. And everything is going wrong for them. Um, Retta's daughter is sick and she's she's not being heard at the doctor's office. And there's a drug that could help her daughter, but it's $10,000 a month. And... Her daughter's really gravely ill. And she's and, not like an oil tycoon. Yes. Okay. And then Christina Hendricks finds out that her husband of 20 years is cheating on her. But that's that's not really the worst part. He's like triple mortgaged the house and they have nothing. But they've got four kids and he's put their lives in jeopardy. And then um, the young sister, she is divorced and her husband and his girlfriend want custody of the 11 year old daughter and they just think she'd be better off with them and she has no money to to fight that and she works at a grocery store and her manager is a total jerk so just like stuff like that happens just regular 
stuff. Can, can I can I can I stop you? I don't want to interject, but you're depressing me. <laughs> I, I just want you to stop because like this is this this just hurts. Like, yeah. is there a silver lining? Is there a is there a well, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow somewhere? Please tell me that. Please so, tell me that. She, they're just sitting around making conversations like you know if i robbed a bank i'd do this and that and then the the younger sister said well see in all these movies they make mistakes if you're gonna rob let's say the grocery store you don't park here you park there and you don't do this you do that you don't go for the register you go for the safe so because of all these things happening to them they decide that they are going to rob the grocery store because the manager's a jerk and there'll be about thirty thousand dollars in the safe And that will be enough to get the child a month's worth of medicine, to be able to get the sister a lawyer, and to be able to bring the mortgage up to date. And they said, just just to catch up, we're going to do this. So they do it, but here's the thing. They end up getting half a million because there's some sort of gang who is involved with the store. Like like gangster? Gangsta. Oh. Tattoo on Unless, the neck and oh. everything. I, I I was really hoping this was a period piece from like the nineteen fifties. No, like no, Robert no, 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 De Niro no. shows. Okay. No, just definitely. I got creepy real guy. excited, but we're t- instead no. it's like this is this is just modern day. And every time you think they're in the clear, they're not. And yet, much like Breaking Bad, and I don't think it's going to be a Breaking Bad. It's not that dark, but much like Breaking Bad, they are starting out. Their intentions are good. And they're justifying the evil that they're doing because yes. of the good that they can accomplish with it. I mean, Retta shot a guy in the foot, but she didn't know there was a bullet in the chamber. She thought she was bringing a gun to wave around that was not loaded. She didn't mean to shoot anyone in the foot. And, you know, they they didn't mean to kidnap the manager, but he was about to rape the sister, and the older sister was in the house, and she stopped it and pushed him, and his, he got knocked out. They thought he was dead. He wasn't. But what are they going to do with him? I enjoy shows that will kind of impose that moral ambiguity mm-hmm. and just be like, is it right? Is it like a – I don't know if you ever saw The, the Shield. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. say it was on FX – did Michael a Chiklis. did a wonderful job of like just constantly making you go okay if you were in this situation and you could create your own alibi and you could do this would you do what they're do like mm-hmm. how far is too far has he went too far now like they they've been doing stuff since episode one are are they are they too far now like would you have went like it just the 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 questions that it it makes you answer about yourself I think. Is is one of the most fa- to say nothing of like the narrative or the mm-hmm. the characters perform. But this seem this reminds me a lot. You, I mean, you, I think you invoked Breaking Bad, but like it it reminds me a lot of those shows where the main character is kind of this. They get into that gray area, just going, "Well, I listen. I did something terrible. I'm doing mm-hmm. something terrible, but I'm doing it for a really good reason." And you're just going. Well, is that justification enough? Like, should you not have done it because evil is evil, period? Well, see, for instance, they, it would take too long to explain, but they find this old woman and they knew that she had a lot of money in her apartment and they're just going to take it to pay off the gangsters. But the Christina Hendricks character, who's basically the leader, she goes, you know what? We just can't do this. We just can't take money from lonely old people who had a life, who worked for everything just like we did. We just can't take her money. 
she's not a jerk. We can't take yes. it. So there's that. And all they're trying to do is have nothing to do with the gangsters. Yet, of course, you can see it will get more and more complicated. And it's just, it's going to, the, the, the snowball is going to continue to and roll And yet, downhill. it is entertaining. I mean, this, this is a network show, so there's a lot of stuff not said or shown. Well, I would, I would argue at least, like, you've, you've piqued my interest. Like it's, with it. it's actually kind of fun in that they're breaking the law, breaking the law. And it's called Good Girls. I would, I, and I'm sure that, like, again, they probably pitched it to multiples. But it, it really feels like this show would be better placed on FX mm-hmm. or HBO. Like, where, I mean, or even, like, AMC. Because it sounds like it, they want to dance on that edge. And, mm-hmm. like, you're allowed to get away with a little bit more on those networks. And it, especially if you're going to involve the mob, I don't know if you ever watched The Sopranos, but like HBO kind of landed landed that one pretty mm-hmm. well. And if you want to involve that, I guarantee you HBO will gladly like be in whatever business it is that you're in. Well, the, it brings up a lot of points when the gangsters were going to kill them. They said, "Wait, it's not gangsters, it's gangsters." Never mind. When I got, the gangsters are going to kill them. I got excited. Them. They Sorry. said, "You know, you're used to killing people who are nobodies." But we go to soccer games and we do this and we do that. I said, the three of us blowing our brains out, that's going to get you looked for. Because we're not just junkies with no family. And uh, so people care where we are. We go missing, people are going to come looking for us. Exactly. So you have that going on. And it's a, I'll admit, I like the characters. I find it intriguing. And then, oh, well, here, here's one little side note. So Retta, in order to get the money, for her daughter's, um, Retta's character, for her daughter's medicine, they had set up a GoFundMe when their child got sick. So someone just put the money in the GoFundMe. So that was like they had a an anonymous benefactor. And so at church... Sim- similar yes. to Breaking Bads. Like, I, I don't think it was a GoFundMe, but like they started an online something mm-hmm. and somebody made a large... Well, uh, her husband is at church and he wants to testify and he wants to thank. He said, I only knew who gave it. I could thank that person. And what do you know? Somebody says it's them. And she knows full well it isn't them because it was her. But it's, but whenever you're anonymous, like, mm-hmm. the, and the only way that you do this is to oust yourself, and at which point they go, wait, well, if you did yeah. it, where, it did, where did you exactly. get that money? And, of course, he is... He has been hired. He's he's in the police academy now, so that's going to have that happening because he's gone from being a security guard to an actual police officer. So then, and his wife is kind of a criminal now, you know, sort of. It's like I said, it does feel like they're borrowing a lot from uh, like shows of that of that nature, but it doesn't. It's not to the point that I'm just like you. You you literally just xeroxed that. Like it's enough. Yeah, it, it, it does. It sounds very interesting. And the the again the lives you would recognize inside the houses. You've been in houses like that. You've you've made all the lunches. You've done all of this. So a lot of it's familiar. And so you can then think, well, what would I do if I was underneath? Because I mean, like I, I I don't I don't know of anybody. Certainly not that I know. They could just be like, oh, what, 30000 Yeah, chump change. Here, hold on. I'll, I'll th- write you think a I got check. that. Actually, I've only got 24000 on me. Can I write you a check for the rest? Like, I wonder what that's like. 
That's I, I wouldn't know. You're asking the wrong person uh, here. <laughs> so anyway, Good Girls is certainly worth binging, and I want to say there are four seasons. There are the four seasons with Frankie Valley, but I think there are four seasons of this. I've only seen part of season one, but it's it's different enough to keep me interested when I just want something else on. And there's a, it sounds like there's a pretty good amount that you can pull out of that concept as well. Like mm-hmm. four four seasons does not sound like an unreasonable like amount either. Yeah, so uh, it's a good show. I must say, I mean, it's no good omens, but <laughs> it's it's a good show, and I like it. Yeah, I hope Netflix doesn't cancel. Uh, that would be terrible. So, uh, you, by the way, you can see Good Girls at least the first two seasons on Netflix, because I think it is still in production. But seeing as I don't kind of watch anything to, live, I'm kind of out of that loop. A, a lot of like networks have deal like a CW has a deal with Netflix. Like whenever they're like a Riverdale arrow, whatever. Mm-hmm. After I, I think I want to say it's a month after they do their finales, they'll drop that season on on Netflix. Which I'm sure that like Warner or What's it, is it Warner and Paramount that own CW? I, I don't remember exactly how that breaks down, but anyways, I'm sure like th- there's a there's a, you know, a a very hefty check that is then cut to that network. Now, funny, well, not funny. Oh, <laughs> never mind. If only Anna Grace knew as much as I did. But she said her, all of her friends watch Riverdale, and she's just she said I gave it a few episodes. It's just I don't care about them. I don't care. And then she says, and now what are they going to do? Because uh, the Riverdale, uh, Archie's dad died. And I went, what? Because I don't watch Riverdale. Luke Perry. Perry Luke is, Perry. Okay. Yeah. So at the time, a few days ago, I didn't make that connection because I don't watch it. Yes, Luke Perry did play the dad and he did pass away. So we did discuss what are they going to do? Are they going to? I said, well, they could always bewitched him. And just replace him and say nothing like they did on Bewitched, even though there wasn't a death. Two Darrens, they just kept rolling with it. They, just they could even... recast and go. It's happened like, in other shows, they, too. They didn't even have Samantha like do a double take Mm-mm. and just be like, Darren, did you do something different? You look mm, no. You look unusual today. None of that. None. I still think that would have made the movie great. If, if they just, just halfway through, like they them. Will Ferrell yes. isn't Darren, and they get you know Stephen Colbert or Steve yes. Carell to like well, to Steve play. Steve Carell him. was Uncle Arthur. He was That's my right. favorite. That's right. That's right. So uh, I don't know yet what they're going to do, but they could. You know, the character dies, and then everyone else has to deal with that through the script. That's realistic, or they could just recast. So Man. don't know how that's proceeding. I I always felt for Darren about his his mother in law. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Endora. Durwood. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that's how my mother-in-law looks at me. Like she, whenever she talks to like people about me, she's like, "Yes, my my daughter's married to uh, Akon, Aaron." It's it's an A. I can't I can't remember. Yeah, he's something, he's whatever. not important enough. I I I have to judge him next time. Durwood. Next time we go see him. So. Uh, that sounds like a great podcast topic right there, but we're going to leave it at that. Good girls worth watching. And yeah, murder mystery from um, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I totally enjoyed it. And and not for nothing. Bewitched is also worth watching. Yes, it's totally worth watching. And it's on Amazon Prime. All the classic TV shows on Amazon Prime now. 
in just their entirety. Much in the same way that you should just watch the black and white Andy Griffith. Yeah, just watch. Bewitched, yeah. you should probably stick to the black and white episodes. Yeah, because then some of it looks a little weird. Well, even at the, I, I don't think they're, they're, the shows are as good either. I don't, I don't know what happened in that period or if it's like perception on my part, but I cannot think of a show that went in the, the black and white to color era that the color episodes are the superior episodes. Things that your children will never say. I don't, maybe if we get a weird one and he's just like, what's Nick at night? No, because <laughs> Nick at night shows shows from the 80s now. Yeah. I don't listen. Okay. What's this on Amazon Prime? Why, okay. Why isn't this in color? <laughs> oh, that used to make me crazy to hear friends as a child. I don't like movies in black and white. And I would just, <sighs> if you, I was a strange kid. If you've ever watched a cut, like uh, there's a, we had a VHS of the colorized version version of it's a wonderful life. I, I can't. It just don't. Like, I haven't, and I won't. Like, don't just leave them alone. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. being black and white. And nothing. oftentimes, the, the the quality is of, like, a superior nature. Yeah, I don't want to see a film noir made into color. No. Because that would be wrong. They're, they're just not supposed to be. Nope. That's the noir part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, believe me. I will watch a lot of stuff between now and next week because uh, that's really all I do. I'm trying not to buy a new TV tonight. We'll see how that goes. You would, that's <laughs> telling you, there, there's somebody that that like you know doesn't have any food to eat or like they're just like oh I, I want to have her first world problem. <laughs> I know. Oh stop me! I, I don't want to buy this TV. No, no, stop! <laughs> Hand, what are you? I'm possessed by the Visa Truly. card. Yes. Yes, indeed. Anyway, that is, I don't know, is it, is it worth it? I mean, I know they already have the, the TCL 7 and Series 8, but I mean, the Series 6 is the bomb. But is it worth $150 more than the Series 5? Now, the 5 is better than the 4, but I don't know. But before anybody points out the hypocrisy, I, I do have a 70-inch 4K television. So, like, I, truth be told, I, I can't. I mean, I can ju- I can judge whoever I want. I can judge oh, yeah. her, um, and I just did. But <laughs> keep keep in mind that like when when the mirror is placed in front of me and my reflection is sent back, I, I understand myself. <laughs> yes, I see. It's because we we rearranged the bedroom and everything's been n- new and different. And the the forty two inch TV is too small on that one wall, but a fifty five will fit perfectly. Just it'd fill up all the space. Yes, and a sixty. Well, we'd end up, we could get away with it, but a 55. Well, I mean, you you don't want to pull the beams out of the, the walls. Right. And really, do you need something larger than a 55-incher in the bedroom? Do, do you really? You don't. So, um, anyway, I'm going to stop here. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.